silver boulder saved my life. NBB recaps. Recaps. Let's see. Come on, everybody. Recaps. Welcome to the interview section of Woo-hoo! the Unclothed Sisters podcast. Today we actually we have an actual naked brother. Hi, Kasim. How the heck are you? Finally. What it do? What it be like? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I love you, man. You already know what time it is. It's always a pleasure being with you. You feel me? We out here. Yes. Know you. So for those of you, know you. That don't know, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, um, Kasim is a longtime friend of the show because he's basically like the catalyst that um, inspired. It was like a domino effect, like all these like crazy things that started happening and like the way we started this podcast. Because um, I reached out to Kasim um, this past summer and I was like, hi, be on me and my fiance's podcast. And then he did the dang thing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm so passionate about the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna meet so passionate I'm gonna meet this. a goth girl on TikTok and start a Naked Brothers band podcast. That's true. And I'm just and along crazy. for the ride, I guess. Here I am. Yes. And I was like, you I was like, I cannot do an NBB podcast and not include my sister. And the fact like I was that you even considered, oh maybe I shouldn't do this. Dude, fucking come on. This show would not be this show without you, Nat. It's true. Nat Ali, I'm sorry, I have to keep remembering in front of people who know. I am the OG Nat. I I have to remember that I was born later. Yeah, I was going to say, I I was like, pretty sure Nathaniel was born first. I invented it. Listen, it's always real recognized. It's always real recognized. (laughs) (laughs) So you better be the OG, you feel me? Natalie, come on, I'm the OG. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, I guess I'll kick us off. Um, Kasim, we're going to start with some questions that I've already asked you. But uh, for those of (laughs) for the listeners that uh, don't know or did not listen to my podcast. um, Because they should. Yeah, they should. I'm slacking. Fuck is you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's a story, uh, you know, very well. So um, how did you get this role? What the heck were they looking for? What were the auditions like? I, I had just finished doing the gig uh, for a young man named Leon Thomas. Fucking Andre and, and from Victorious. So that Leon, dude. Leon was he was lead he was lead singing he was singing lead for uh, uh, this music video uh, called on Jack on Jack's big music show called Quack Quack Quadling Quack Let the water roll off our back Quack <laughs> Quack Quadling Quack Let the water roll So. <laughs> Uh, the link up was, and I, I want to give a shout out to him. That's a that's a good man right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I love to him and his mother, his his sister, his family, his whole his you know what I'm saying everybody. Okay, just love. But the gig, they they had called him in. From what I knew, they had called him in, and I was a part of the the packaging of you know his music video being being referenced. Uh, and they saw me in the back and was like, yo, who's that guy? I was playing drums. I was playing drums for him. And so then, well, what happened was it was they, they had cast, right? Casting call. But they had requested for me to come in as well. I never got a chance to run into Leon. 
but I or the other dude from DC that was supposed to be, and his name was Brandon. Uh, but me and Brandon started kicking it afterwards because he's a producer as well. He's nice, but that's besides the point. They had us all come in. I couldn't make yeah. it to the first call. I didn't make the first call. It was some bullshit that happened with my, my, you know, we just couldn't make it. But they requested if I could come in again. My mom made sure that we was able to just at least make the request we could do so. I came in for the call back. And I came in for the call back. You're supposed to have the sides and all that shit together. I didn't have nothing. I took the sides. I was like, to, you know, cold reading for my audition. And they were like, this is your first time looking at the sides? And I was like, yeah. She was like, that was amazing. I'm like, what? Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey. Come back for the third callback. Came back for the third callback. Alex was sitting there. Uh, uh, yeah. And so, sorry to like gasp like a dumbass. <laughs> like, like cool. we don't fucking know. Like, like, oh my god, Alex Wolf was like there with you. Like, what? <laughs> like, hello, Natalie. Remember why we're talking here. <laughs> I'm so just, like, I love the origin story. You know, it's, it's cool. It's just nice to run into people on your way up, right? Yes. So, just so, running into, <laughs> you know, so you know? Uh, they, they, the, the, the audition was based off of the Jimi Hendrix wig. So, of course uh, it was. God damn, that Jimi Hendrix wig with the fucking lint in it. Jesus H. Christ. So, right. So, I came in. My mother had helped me prepare my sides, my audition for the show. She was like, nobody else is going to do this gonna come in with your own props all that because you know my mother's peeves child so she just would do the, uh, the whole the whole what mary say the damn thing right that's what she do so she yeah. got me set up i walk up in there with my little i had my bag i had like a couple i had a bag of props and the bag of props that took the jimmy hendrix we put on my head in the middle of the scene and they started busting out laughing but it wasn't but it, that this was a requested audition because the first scene that I did was the whole read again with Alex. And so when I read with Alex, we was going back and forth, going back and forth. And then we was done. And it was like, I said, hey, what, you know, I told, I did what my mother told me to do, which is, hey, when you're done, ask if you could do the scene again because you want to try to start to do something. So I'm like, yeah, can I do the scene again? She was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I think Alex was there. So I think he helped me read too. Like, I think he helped me read that as well. I can't remember that part. But I definitely read the sides, had to join on, and next thing you hear is Nat and Alex uh, calling boy for Abdul Rahim. <laughs> Not one of the proudest moments, apparently, but it, it, it's it was funny for me. I didn't have no problem with it because you know it's funny. Was trying to call my phone, right? You know, and then uh, because the, the character's name was was the character's name was Marvin before they changed it to let, Marvin. Let me be. Can you believe? Yeah, I was, I was gonna be Marvin. But then it was like, you know what? Well, no. Like, no, 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 no. Marvin, get could, off the phone would not have hit. Nope. Yeah. Could they have picked a whiter name? <laughs> I don't, listen, man. There was a time, <laughs> listen, well, 2000s, the 2000s was a very clean time, y'all. Remember, we was, we, we was coasting. Like, we didn't have much to worry about because things had looked like they subsided for a while. So you came in, you did the audition, they called, I'm, I'm picturing the fucking boys being like, I'm over. Yeah, it was, it was funny. <laughs> Not going to fucking cool, no. We got the, but it was, but it was interesting because it wasn't like I was, it was, you know, we always as actors, because I'm an actor first at that point in time, even though I was a musician, yeah. I was a musician first, but I was an actor coming in with one skill set. They, they taught me how to play guitar through that process. 
And uh, because half the time they had already pre-recorded the songs with professionals, right? And so the real part was when I had to learn the music they was already they was already recorded because they recorded artists. You know what I'm saying? They were trying to build their musical career from the show. That's really what it was, which is why they focused so heavily on the music, which is ingenious because I still have yet to see other shows really do it like that. I'm not saying they yeah. have, there aren't other ones. You know what I'm saying? It's there for us mm-hmm. to see because somebody did the hard work to get it out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, the fact that y'all even did this shit, man, you can only be happy because you were there to experience it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, you guys got to experience, you guys got to experience your show and it was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's a black you know, I didn't want it to end. I told I think I she knew, I think she knew I didn't want it to end when it first happened. Uh, I heard, I, I want to confirm this with you since we're mm-hmm. here. I heard that they wanted a 60 episode season. And that like Polly and Michael were like, no, our kids are fucking like barely teenagers. They need to go to school. Right. That's what I understood. Now, is this now, correct? That is was this correct. Part, no, partially, partially, if not, if, if, if not fully correct. Yes, that, that definitely was a big part of why uh, we went and did it. But like, all I can say is for what it was worth from what I experienced, I know it had a lot to do with uh, schooling. You feel me? So I, mean, I keep yeah. it there. Because it's, it's at the end of the day, that's that's all I cared about was if I was going to be able to go back to school or not. But I also was cu- accustomed to learning in that enclosed space. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you probably and, had better uh, tutors than the Jesse character. <laughs> well, <sure>. well, <laughs> well, you know what's funny? The 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 the, the, the I'm gonna show you something. There he goes. It's got visual aids for this, us. This is. This is what I was studying when I was uh, in, uh, in tutoring. What? Cute. Holy crap. Cute. I love it. It's called what, what They Never Taught You in History Class, Volume 1. And basically, I love. it was a lot about some of the stuff that I was talking to y'all about beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. I was a little hip to a little, to the, <laughs> uh, the wind, like the well, well, uh, in, 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 the, yes, ma'am? No, hold on one second. I that's Tony C. Wright. Tony C. Wright, you know I'm in it. Hey, Tony C. Wright. Tony C. Wright. Oh, Tony C. Wright. oh no. <laughs> she trying to get me to do something right now, y'all. Can y'all believe that? I told, I told her I had a, I told her, and she don't even care. She don't even <laughs> try to tell me. Hey, Tom, say what's up. Oh, wow. You really are in it. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi. 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 Come here, Tony C. Wright. I'm not going to sit. Come here. Come here. Come sit here. And where you hey, going? Here she comes. <laughs> How y'all doing? What y'all? Oh, y'all are really on an interview. Oh, yeah. Hi. 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 Welcome up? to the welcome to the gorgeous sisters podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Ah. oh, you guys are doing a podcast. Yeah. Let me tell you about all my problems. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said sisters podcast. So eh, you gotta go. Anyways, let me tell you what happened. Really. <laughs> And that's the thing. You thought y'all think she'd be acting on the show. She wasn't. No. She was just, just kind of being herself. They and just they were it reporting. You talking about? I love uh, it though. I love it. You guys are gorgeous. Look at y'all. Oh my goodness. 
but I know Kasim, uh, you know, is in the middle of his interview, and I don't want to, you know, cramp his style. You can cramp his style all you want. She's just talking, doing her thing. Off the top, never stop. You know how we running in this ring? Never glow. Never really roll. Everybody want to get a no. There is no doubt in my mind that you two are related. <laughs> no fucking doubt at all. <laughs> to the O, to the N I S E A. What? See right, yo, what? that's me. What? You know, I'm your mother. Go play. What? Uh, I'm a dome. What? I'm sitting here right at home. What? Look at me, I'm not alone. What? But you know, I'd sing my song. Whoa. Oh, All right, Brooklyn, I see you. Listen, you know it's off time. We don't never stop. You know what you never run the fourth time. Why are we talking about? Let's go. I'm good. I'm good. Let's All see. right, let me get my big behind on up. All right. Y'all take care. Have fun. And uh, uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, oh my god Tony C-Ride experience y'all Tony C-Ride experience yes okay well so let me segue into this next question here I think this this works pretty nicely actually so our next question here um and I think this is one that's going to be um really specific to just you and the way that your character and you were like added to the show as Kasim um how much of the character Kasim was like a fictionalized just character versus like was there any aspects of the character that were kind of taken from you or inspired by you as a real person um i think it was a mixture of the two they were trying to help invent me as <laughs> as well as they they were, they were they were like creating a character while also working with who i was so that it, it was basically a mixture of me being who i was while becoming also that character and I started to pick up, and I realized this is a funny thing about acting is it tends to be a bit sociopathic in the way that they kind of force you to think about life. <laughs> but I started, yeah. to adopt, I started, yeah, I started to adopt certain traits that Kasim had in the show to apply back to myself so I wouldn't be lying when I'm playing myself on TV. Mm -hmm. And I realized that certain qualities that are good, certain qualities that are bad that I would have to shed and reevaluate re things that I have to keep doing. Like but you're also like, you're also like, at like 11 and 12, you're at such a developmental period in your life. Well, you, that's true. You know, it's very, you know, you're very receptive. So you, yeah. uh, so because of that, you know, with being told in the show that I was a ladies man, it had to me, re, re, it made me reevaluate as an example. Of course, it's not like a big deal, but at the same time, I was reevaluating how I was viewing myself because other people were creating a light for me to be viewed in another way. Which is like, oh, I would never have called myself that. You feel me? The playing the guitar, you know, was a huge and major change in my life. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm a percussionist. You know what I'm saying? So uh, everything was based off that. And I didn't care about learning anything else. And then I learned guitar and I hated it learning it first because it hurt my fingers. Thought it was unnecessary. But then I was like, oh, it does. Oh, it does. Yeah. I was like, but you know what? Actually, this is kind of, I'm kind of, this is kind of cool, kind of valid. I kind of, I kind of like this now. Like, oh, I can, I can, because the thing is, it, it wasn't like I had an issue with playing guitar because I love hearing music. I'm a music musician. I love hearing music. It was just more so the process of learning that I hated. It, it forced me to start working harder because I know I wanted to look good on camera. It, it made me place uh, importance on presentation uh, and, and then my, so my ego, my ego became, 
much more apparent within my practice because I'm trying to make sure I look good on camera. But it wasn't a bad thing because now I know if I don't practice, I'm not going to look good on camera. So it was an humbling thing to learn how to do. So now I was like, now I have to practice because I'm going to be on camera. Eventually it was pride in playing the music that was already pre-recorded. And it was like, wait, that was like, whoa, wait, was the recording playing? No, that was Kasim. Wait, Kasim really played that? That's what they was doing. Kasim really played yeah. that? Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a, not the whole, yeah. the whole. So, and that's when, and that's when we were starting getting out, like when I was like 12, 13 age, I was starting to get real funky with it. I was like, I was just getting real funky. I'm trying to get the dudes to really like, yo, like if y'all gonna go on tour, like we could really go on tour. Cause y'all know I'm, I'm nice with it now. I'll be honest. I, was really, I, I really wanted to go on tour with them niggas, man. I really want to go on tour, but everything, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. I mean. You know, I was completely really surprised know. when we, me and Natalie, when we went to the Nat and Alex show that came to our city, it was, you know, like the naked, the Nat and Alex fully clothed tour. Like we knew it was going to be Nat and Alex, but like I, we get there and like, you know, they have a backing band, but not only do they have a backing band, the fucking guitarist is the French dude from season three. I'm like, where right. is the band? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. I can only be blessed for what they were providing and, and deal with uh, and, and, and building at that moment in time. But I do know that if they would have, if they wasn't hard-headed and not listening to what at least my side was trying to say about it, like we would have had that. Cause you know, the, like everybody, Ali was playing now. Thomas was actually playing. Like he started picking up the bass, which is why you saw at season three, he started playing bass. Yeah. Cello's, cello's the same thing. People wasn't even realizing. You tip it yeah. on the side. Cello, you've got a bass. <laughs> so, so, so. At the end of the day, and David was still, he was kicking it on, he was kicking on the keys, like niggas really, so, you know, and that's why it was funny, because we got a chance to at least switch off and play, because we kept it, you know, for the, for the little, for the birthday party we was at in 2019, for Alex, yeah, we, you know, just over at the Athletic Spot for his birthday, uh, and it was like, it was just rejuvenating to be able to play as in a band setting, like, with my mans, you feel me, like, the, you know what I'm saying, like, he was playing drums at first, and I was playing guitar, like, normal, and then we switched off. Yes. Oh man. I feel like there was like an Instagram story of this that I saw. Yeah, yeah. That's many years think, ago. Yeah. Once you get older, yeah. you're just like you're so much better at your instruments. And if you play music your whole life, totally. you end up getting better at multiple instruments. Like Natalie and I fucking do this shit like that all the time. Like we're both musicians. We do that. Oh, amen. <laughs> so you know that. So you know. So you know. Sound is undeniable truth. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, I I am a. Uh, primarily a percussionist and hearing you talk about being a percussionist and transitioning to a guitarist which is like exactly what I did I felt like I had so much of a leg up over other guitarists when I was starting because I could already understand percussion I already knew my rhythms and all that stuff I am like rock star big facts big facts you 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 own it you own it with all of that and then didn't it feel good Oh hell yeah! It felt great. Oh, oh hell yes, it did. <laughs> Man, sitting up in there, you could just, you could just be like, oh, because you hear that, mm-hmm. you just playing, it. and you could be like, yo, when you doing that shit, but you doing that shit while the beat is playing in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine this, all the orchestration. It's already in here. <laughs> No one else knows what's going on, and you just seem like, like a crazy that. person. Yeah. Right. 
on the button. You do wait, 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 though. But no, 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 because I really would look crazy. I was on a train. <laughs> doing that shit. Like, because, you know, there's a lot of homeless people. So you kind of, if you got a book bag, you look like a, a, a homeless student now. You just gonna so I was sitting there with a book bag on going like this, going like with the beat in my head. And I wish the world knew me because if the world knew me, they know I was I was coming up with some shit. <laughs> 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 but, but they don't know. And you were they just like some crackhead on the this. subway. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what's wrong with that kid? <laughs> I was getting my ass roasted. I was getting ro- in front of me. Niggas was roasting in front of me. They was roasting me. They was talking to me. Saying, yo, bro. They was like, yo, bro, you good, bro? They don't even know me, bro. Yo, bro, you good, bro? This mama has, like, what are you doing, bro? If only they knew that there is a fandom of women that worship this man like he is a beetle. That shit is crazy, bro. But just, yeah, man, you know, just to wrap that up it's like I, I was it was a blessing to be in that space where I had to com- compete against my last gig which was the last music video we shot mm-hmm. or the last song we had to learn or the na- or the last lines we had to because we you know we're, we're competing about we're competing with each other on who's going to do the best in the scene too like in a good way like we want to all add to the scene as best as possible and if you didn't have your lines everybody look at you like you were crazy because you don't want to fuck up the scene you know, and then eventually no. it became a real like because it, it was it wasn't like no catty shit, but you also like it was funny too if you fucked up and it was like a funny you know pickback mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it just yeah. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, and I think it played a lot into how I would you know ex- execute my emotions because I learned I couldn't necessarily be as vulnerable emotionally in that space either. And uh, it gave me an inversion of manhood, you know, masculinity that I had to uh, induce within myself. Uh, it gave me mm-hmm. a. a it gave me a sense of uh, of understanding to, you know, just to kind of see how far or how close my range is on certain things. We've talked before. I mean, like, the thing is, I have to keep remembering that, like, you know, I've listened to your podcast with Mary. And so, like, I've heard your favorite memories from the show. But, like, let's get a recap of that. But, like, I also wanted to know specifically memories about polar bears this episode. Because, like, this, in a way, is kind of your episode. Yeah. It, yeah it's episode. kind of your episode. No, that's actually what Polly told me. She told me that this is really okay. It was was like, it was cool. I I knew that I was being highlighted because everybody else was getting highlighted. David got highlighted. Uh, Thomas was getting highlighted. Uh, uh, You know, everybody was getting highlighted. So they was trying to at least give me my my shit too. So I was like, whoa. So Kasim gets a whole fucking special as he should. Yes, as he should. It's cool. It was cool, man. I'll do anything for you. I'll do anything for you. Goodbye. Mary's gone. Mary's dead. Off of my chair. So I was, it's hard to, okay. I was watching clips of it. Okay, my, I am Tony C. Wright's son. I felt super uncomfortable pinching some girl's butt cheek for the scene. Oh yeah. That scene. Just know, just know during that time, it was really uncomfortable for me with girls in general. Oh yeah, because everything I was doing could have been misconstrued off off camera. Mm-hmm. Just like, Kasim was drinking respect women juice on the set of Polar Bears. But it was it was it was it was real. It was real. <laughs> I, I don't really know about this, and it was like, yo, no, it's okay. And I spoke to her. I was like, listen, it's you know, are you okay with black? She's like, yeah, don't fucking worry about. It. She, she didn't curse, you know, we kids. <laughs> you like, know, she was like twelve. 
Yeah, I, I don't fucking give a shit. Go ahead. You're gonna, t- you're gonna yeah, tell me no. that you guys did not curse up a storm on that no, set? No, 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 we did. No. Yeah, I was no, we, say. Definitely, we definitely did. We was definitely was cursing. Oh, we, we, was, we was already cursing. That's not what I'm saying, though. I just, oh, God, I'm, I'm saying that she just didn't curse at that time, that moment. <laughs> right, that specific moment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. All right, cool. So when I did it, now she's tall now. So I tried to pinch her. I was pinching her back. And it's trying to get her butt. Her butt. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not her ass. It was like the back her butt, of her like dress. A, it, it was, was like, like a, it was like high back. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> what are you doing? It was, it was practically <laughs> a tap on the shoulder. Like it was. <laughs> and so and so and so we had to play it off because you know what? I was scared still. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, oh shit, because I, I, you know, I, I'm like, yo, where the fuck uh-huh. is this shit, bro? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> So I'm like, all right, so I did it, I did it, I did it. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm waiting, you know, with the scene and all that. And she she do, do what I would expect any woman to do to me if I did that shit in real life. So blah, 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 blah. I get this shit on me. Um, you know, but spaghetti you know is iconic. Right. But you know what's even funnier? I remember sitting there on set in a tractor trailer joint, emulating parts of the scene that we couldn't have got from other portions like you know because we have to shoot and sometimes you have to you know create a set around the location but it's not necessarily the actual location the bus actually did go to new Orleans, you know what i'm saying but we you know as the actors had to stay on location for certain things so we couldn't actually do the real trip the we went we went later is what it was everything happens later in time it, it was to make sure you have to get footage of certain things first or you have to, uh, and I think, where was we when we shot certain scenes we shot in Brooklyn? Mm. You know I mean, certain scenes we shot in Brooklyn. We got certain scenes that was like the like that big Met Gala joint that we walked up in there. That was around the corner from my grandmother's yeah. house. Yeah. Mm. Right around the corner from my grandmother's house. No cap. Ah, uh, yes. The state dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certain parts was like I think in Jersey or like a real eclectic part of New York City, like Manhattan or something. Like nobody really go around. Uh, and like we we that that's the funny thing about the 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 show was for the budget sake because they wanted to make sure they had enough to put into the next season or whatever. They 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 budgeted shit correctly in a way where we could make stuff really really look like we was somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it, it was and and it was. Uh, it was dope because uh, when we got a chance to actually go those places, it was like we spoke it into existence. You know. What I'm yes. Saying? So making it into existence. Yeah, I remember because I remember we did. We went. We all went to New Orleans later, and we was all in there. The, the goddamn French quarters. It was crazy. I never. I was so. I was young. I'm seeing bare bitches titty out, just flipping around and shit with uh with the uh with the the what is it the what do you call them? The beads, the Mardi Gras. Oh, the Mardi Gras. Yes, I was like, what yeah, is he like, talking about? You don't remember the, you don't remember the, you know when the Mardi Gras French quarters when he yeah, oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like, yes, it's like it's like mad strippers on a strip. I'm like, oh no, nah. oh shit, ducking, I'm ducking. <laughs> <laughs> and you're over here like I just I'm learned like, how to pinch I an just ass learned, yesterday. I, y'all first of all, right? Y'all just telling me that I can't. I learned how to pinch a girl butt over here. I'm outside and it's I see 
Woo! Just bare titties. Just bare titties everywhere. What's going on? What's going on? Is this hell or heaven? Can I go inside? Can I go inside? I don't know. I can't breathe. Can't. Okay. But it was confirm. Okay. Was everybody, all the boys on board with that one? So, so we never so so the thing is this was an un, this was a this, this was, was the a, first viewing of titties in the life of these boys so it wasn't on purpose we was just trying to celebrate whatever uh we the, were whatever just celebration to celebrate mardi gras guys. we were trying to celebrate mardi gras <laughs> mardi gras listen man we kids <laughs> we're just trying to exist man fuck is you talking about okay I'm fucking- <laughs> <laughs> So whatever's going on, we're just gonna ex- accept that that's what's happening. Uh-huh. We're go and we go and we, everybody, the whole family went because everybody don't know what really go down in Mardi Gras. We from New York, we don't know what the fuck going on. My mother's from Mississippi, right? You know, we don't got di- we got different cultures. Like you have no idea. So we walked no fucking clue. In. It was crazy. Now, now here's the thing: if if niggas really knew, if they did know, then somebody was somebody was scheming somewhere. Somebody was scheming. They got every all over. Because we're all out there at, at 9, 10 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I thought it was funny. Anyway, the point is, that's that's my little side polar bear story. I don't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that's fucking great. Tits. Boobs. Come on, now. It's real. It's real. It's Brooklyn. It's city life. Niggas is from here. What you what you really got? What you really got from here? <laughs> huh? Huh? So 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 anyway, polar bears. I, 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 love, I, love, I love the grapes for set dressing. I was always eating the grapes during this time. Heavy. Um, we were, Cement grapes. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. There was also one time I picked up, I, picked up, uh, I was like, yo, look at all these grapes. And I picked and it was a rubber shit. And I was really mad. And I, and I didn't do nothing but, you know, at the trash can. But I might have hit somebody. I might have hit somebody. I can't remember. I don't want to talk about that. This is the point <laughs> I'm making. This is what we're trying to make. <clears throat> uh, polar bears was really cool uh, emotionally. I felt like due diligence, you know, and I, you know, my hard work paid off on being highlighted as an actor. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a absolutely well. yeah. And uh, the 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 play on uh, what was going on with 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 uh, with Ali and Little Grace and myself. And Nat uh, made a new cut chemistry between myself and Nat because of the fact that he, we were, we were, we were speaking to, we were acting to one another in, 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 in uh, equitable roles at that point, and not instead of a, and not instead of an uh, assistant, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, totally. You to play, play yeah, play, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, put, put a few things into perspective for me. I was really uh, happy uh, that there was an influx of black cast that came in as well. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. Like being around my peoples as well. And it was just so yeah. cool the younger girl, Cersei, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Big Ella. Like she, you know, she's, her whole, whole family's amazing, no cap. Uh, but it was just so crazy how uh, she was also on One Life to Live, I think, right? Or another one of the shows that eventually I will w- wind up getting on too, which was really funny. But the 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 community of acting keeps happening because we'll run into each other in specific areas like but <clears throat> polar bears I keep going off polar bears you know I I was I was scared too you know what I'm saying because like you know when you always really want to get something and when you finally get something it's like 
got and it. You, and you and you freeze, you know what I'm saying, with mm. the fight, flight or freeze. So yes, I had to have like that moment have, of self-doubt, like, am I actually like really gonna do this? Like, yeah, am I qualified? Yeah. yeah. And and but because the process is such like a it was just like everything regular, it was just me working a bit harder than I normally would because I got more camera time. It's like, okay, this is what you gotta do. This is what you gotta do, and I'm gonna do it. And it it was cool, man. I was around, I, you know, we, we would sit around just to kind of wait for the whole shit to wrap. You know, sometimes just hurry up and wait. Sometimes you're up in there two hours, three hours, not doing nothing. Sometimes you're at tutoring. Sometimes you're playing video games. Sometimes you, you're chilling, eating food, you know what I'm saying, going over your sides. You're comfortable, you know what I'm saying? The, the Naked Brothers Band set by far was one of the most comfortable sets I've ever been on in my life. For what, what, what the, what the, what the essence of uncomfortability from other things. But like, when it comes down to like, just freedom in certain ways, like just like having to have fun and do shit. They had the PS2 in the living room, living quarters. Like they had that shit set up. I still like, have mine. I still have mine in my fucking apartment right now. Come on, come on, man. They gave us, yes. they gave us all PSPs to play. Okay, they gave us all PSPs. They gave me two, three different games. Yes. Like, you can tell um, Siobhan and I are sisters because we just made the same faces. I that. saw that. That was synergy. <laughs> that was real. That was real. That was real uh, serendipity, which I just did. It was real. Yes. Real twindom was what I was doing. That was real. <laughs> we also here, showed up my... wearing matching shirts today because we're yeah, so we literally... showed up wearing the same fucking shirt, but like in different fonts. <laughs> <laughs> just now realized i think polar bears like you know over time it has become probably my favorite episode just because like you know i mean the naked brothers band it's such like a light-hearted concept you know we really didn't delve into like deeper topics and then like polar bears we get the plot line of katrina and it's you know there were so many ways that nickelodeon could have done it in like a cheesy ham-fisted fucking type of way with like some of the bigger productions that they had at the time but like hey we're gonna talk about katrina with, you know, a situation that legitimately could have happened, you know, with, the, you know, the people who it legitimately could have happened to. And then it's like, it hits you like a truck in this children's musical television show. And it was, I think that's why it has become one of my favorite episodes. Like, it doesn't leave you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, well, I, my family suffered from Katrina. That's right. I think you mentioned that. You know, it's right. like, everything was right up my alley, too. So I, I just felt like, oh, shit, like, because I know my, my cousins, aunts, houses, you know what I'm saying, got fucked up. I, I remember when we was down in North Carolina, no, no, I mean, New Orleans, uh, afterwards, we saw the whole casino was lifted across the street. Jesus Christ. I'd oh, never shit. seen no shit like that before. We was like, yo, it used to be over here, and we see it's not there no more because it was over there. That's was, insane. Is your family, is your, I mean, it's been 13 years, but is your family okay now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody cool, and then, you know, it's disaster relief, everybody good, but it's not like a, it, it didn't hit everybody, it was just like, you know, a few things in there, my aunts was, was suffering from certain mm-hmm. things, and I know like that, 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 that shit fucked up the grid, you know what I'm saying, electrical was, was out a lot of places, you know what I'm saying, it's yeah. like, uh the 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 realistic aspect of what they did was kind of their uh their forte the fact because the show was a mockumentary so they tried to play as close to realism as possible so it's just a part of their entire niche you know what i'm saying the same reason as to why you had that matt penfield uh shit you know what i'm saying or um oh fucking matt penfield i love it i absolutely 
Like, well, not go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's my man. That's the dude right there. Give no, me- I've got no problem with Matt Pinfield. I, I, I grew up reading Spin with my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got no problem with Matt Pinfield. Nope. I, I really, I believed. I, tr- I think Natalie, I don't know if I can, Natalie can say the same. I actually don't know if Mary can say the same. I believed that show was a real fucking ass documentary until I watched like Spinal Tap and was like, oh, this is what they're doing essentially, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing about it because then when you come out of it, as it's presented, if they you're presenting yourself as this is kind of like how I am in real life, people assume and you can kind of use that as like a as your straw man so that as you're presenting yourself you ever be like oh this is what you know me for this is how i how you think i am i can either play that role or reveal another you know now of course there were reviews and a couple other people saying certain things about how nickelodeon or the big companies they would be like you know that was the the whole saving the polar bears thing is completely it's not even connected to disaster relief for those things but more so the companies that are scheming with that money that you raise but the 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 incentive behind the whatever messages that they trying to perpetuate had nothing to do with what i know the people of our product were trying to create you know saying i know that the that alex was genuinely crying on and offset about polar bears (laughs) you know oh my fucking god my heart you know what i'm saying it was like really it was real shit it wasn't no like it like like the, the 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 mockumentary stuff was more so just an accentuation of what we were really feeling about things. Like that's why it was a mockumentary because we would have already acted out those scenarios or dealt with certain scenarios at first and then put them in. Why well, asked to also you have to imagine certain things because we wasn't there for certain things, so you're creating those new scenarios. You know what I'm saying? So like the the idea to me, like I mean, it it's amplified by what you just said about you know like Alex really had these feelings about the environment, like fucking weirdos sitting there saying like oh well we need to like focus in on oh are they actually doing this because they care about new orleans that they care about the environment it's just a cash grab well here's the thing like you get bigger productions at nickelodeon than the naked brothers band it's a there's a discrepancy if you really take a look at other things that were going on at like nickelodeon like drake and josh and iCarly and shit like that with a certain director who we will not name on this podcast (laughs) but it's like do, the, when people criticize like children's television media in that way and specifically something like the Naked Brothers Band I'm like any critique of like how a children uh, how a child would view a situation like that and find discrepancies between the environment and a natural disaster would like bring it down to the level of an instructional film there would be no fucking heart to it it wouldn't be entertaining it wouldn't be meaningful you know mm-hmm. it's like why do you get off your fucking high horse let these people right. tell the story they want to tell it Right, you know, and that's the point, you know what I'm saying, like, it's all about telling that story. It's, it's an honor in, in making sure uh, that wherever you are, you tell that story. You tell, you, tell, you, you tell that story to the next people so that they won't make the same mistakes as you, so that you can be better in the eye and eye. Certain scenes were hilarious. I remember it was me, because me and Ali had gotten really close at a point, at, at one point, and, uh, you know, some of those, so, some of those moments were uh, revisit, you know, just the revisiting of those actual moments we were able to have, like, like me, me laying on her shoulder or whatever. That was some shit that we would do, like, when we, you know, took the plane together sometimes and we sit next to each other. I'd be homegirl. You know, I lay on her shoulder, she lay on my chair. We would share beds, you know what I'm saying? We talk about a whole bunch of shit, you feel me? All, all, all the more life to her and her, and her, her mother. 
her family, like, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I, I send much love to them. You know, I love them very much. Amen. You feel me? Just being able to work with her on that level and create that those intimate moments on 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 screen on film for them for the people to be able to create you know create that space of intimacy for youth, you know what I'm saying? And being able to be vulnerable is a new space because now you're you're showcasing a level of platonic relations between male and female as well as uh, um, the romantic side of uh, relations between male and female. So it was really cool because it kind of gave us a, a a new perspective for dudes on how we could talk to women and not have to worry so much about. We was like always trying to be with them and actually be their friend. <laughs> I was like, you know, so I'm like, you know, I thought it was just real. I thought it was just, it was just cool how they did it, man. It was just, it wasn't being suspect with it. Nothing was suspect. Everything was just valid. Everything was just, called, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like everybody was on their P's and Q's, you know what I'm saying? Holistic with it. You know what I'm saying? The whole the holistic problems we would get was more so from ego. Like, oh, are you outshining me? I'm, or am, am I outshining you? Blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff that you could get in pride and have conversations about ego and conversations about presentation. But it's nothing. It was the back end. That's as far as it go. I don't want you to have more shine than me. It's very, is a very, that's a real, everybody says something like that some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Somebody goes through that one time in their life. Somebody gets jealous at least one time. Somebody gets envious at least one time. Somebody, somebody gets, uh, and, and, and then you learn through those mistakes. You learn why you got jealous. You learn why you got prideful. You learn why you didn't want to work with somebody. You learn why you didn't want to listen. You learn those things through processes like that because it's real life. And in this space, it's real life emulating real life, right? To perpetuate or to showcase that narrative to the people that are living real life. These are all versions of real life. It's just which dimension are you trying to accept? We were sitting in a on a set of a of a, of, a, of the fucked up house. That was regular to me. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was regular to me. I, I, I noticed that. I was I, you know I went down to Mississippi. The same thing I saw. I saw the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I was I was over, I was trying to go over to my aunt's house. She didn't have a house no more, so she you know we went to go visit her trailer. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. You know what I'm saying? It's not no different. Yeah. It's just more so like, oh shit, this is a reenactment of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me wonder what other like experiences that they created into episodes, not just from like themselves, but like from you guys too. Right. I mean, it's it's so many, man. You got inside jokes, continuity, guys, continuity, continuity guys, guys. Continuity guys. We say that. We say oh, that God. on the podcast. <laughs> Whenever we get off track of the episode, we just start fucking saying that. <laughs> that shit was brilliant. I can't remember if it was Nat or Koopa. Koopa-dee-doo. I can't remember. Koopa-dee-doo. <laughs> I cannot remember who came up with that shit, but that shit was hilarious. While we're on this arc, I mean, we could just talk about like highlights from that episode in particular. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's just, I just, I'm going to ramble for a bit because I just have to like get this all out. Um, no, go, please. I love. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking for mad long. Go. <laughs> Something I love about the Naked Brothers band, like as a concept, is just like, I love how, like to the viewer, it feels like watching like your own friend group in a lot of ways. Like I knew, yeah. I knew boys like that when I was mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13 years old. Like you guys were so realistic to me and like you guys like felt like my friend group. I like, I was an only child and like, but like, I felt like I had brothers, you know what I mean? So, but I just love like the whole concept of like 
you know, the Naked Brothers band in this fictional universe are, like, the biggest band in the world. Like, they are, like, the fucking Rolling Stones of 2007, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, but they come to, you know, they come to New Orleans, and then at first they're a little bit, like, it's, like, a little bit of a culture shock, you know, because they're just, like, oh, my gosh, like, these houses are, like, destroyed, and, like, you know, they're all, like, a little taken aback, and then, you know, Nat's just like, oh, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Like, let's just, like, keep it cool and keep it together. But then instantly they, like, step onto, like, you know, Onita's backyard. And then she's like, y'all coming down for dinner? Like, let's go. And then all of a sudden it's, like, one big happy family. And then the Naked Brothers band isn't, like, above, like, sleeping on the floor of the trailer. Which I just, like, thought was, like, such a cool thing. Because, like, in a realistic sense... Like, you know, the Naked Brothers band being the biggest band in the world in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, like actual... <laughs> I'm tra- I'm seeing what you're saying now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, actual, famous, like, mm-hmm. children, like, that have, like, that level of fame. Like, they wouldn't be down with that. But, like, the Naked Brothers band is so cool. And they're so humble. And they're just, like, the realest kids you know they're like the kids you grew up with they're like your next door neighbors they just happen to have like this insane musical talent but they're just gonna you know you're gonna but you're gonna invite them to the backyard barbecue you know what i mean like that's what was so cool to me about the naked brothers band like as a whole but that was definitely highlighted in polar bears but also kasim i just loved how like your character was developed and how like it was so i just loved like (laughs) several like Let's start with um, when Rosalina and Kasim they walk in on you know little Grace and Nat wrestling, and then it's like they're getting caught in the act. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, it's like that awkward, right? And then <laughs> it's that awkward. And so of course Rosalina's like panicking because she's like, "Oh my god, what did I just see?" But then the way she pulls you out of the room is the funniest shit because it was like. <laughs> I remember that shit so that was funny because like she's just like up and like grabs your arm and you just like whip around <laughs> like I mean it was so funny and then um yeah and then like when she like has that like you know you have like that little conference in the hall like right outside the room like was the funniest thing like I've had those conversations when you're just like a teenage girl and you're freaking out because you just saw your crush wrestling with another girl like oh god like this wrestling. is the end of the world but then she's like she's like you know, Kasim, you're just getting your letting your imagination run wild with you. And, and then he's just like, away. I am. <laughs> that shit was that shit bust my head. But I was like, but I but you see, the funny thing about the that the way they constructed that scene <laughs> was really was to showcase the, the, the female angst in such a way that she will try to manipulate the situation as best she could to stay in control. And yeah. it's like, yo, like you could be really be privy to that because that was really like if that really ever happened in real life, I would have said the same thing. I don't know what you're talking about. How? I am the fuck? I am. That's the next line underneath it that you wasn't going to hear because it's a kid show. The fuck is you talking about? Just in the back afterwards. <laughs> I am? Like, yep. I like am. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? But you know, but then it start. but then if you're not like you're not locked in, you're gonna start asking, really? Am I? Oh so then we start descending into the madness collectively. And that's yeah. what the, the, the episode polar bears is all about communication. Mm-hmm. If you don't master <laughs> communication, yeah. You will fail. That is what it's all about. 
mm-hmm. miserably. Um, another highlight for me is when you and Nat just like square up to each other. Like you guys are about to like go at it. And it's just the funniest shit because it's like, you know that neither of you two have like a mean bone in your body, but like the way you just like square up and squint at each other and like call each other like puny little runts or like something like that. It was so funny. And then you just guys like just like wrestle each other into the ground and the girls are looking at each other like what that that was it was funny because we also in, in we didn't want to hurt each other while we was doing that shit dude. right <laughs> so like we're like mm, but then after the scene like yo bro you okay are you okay bro you okay? are you good mm-hmm. they were saying like so i'm like yo don't I'm, I'm i'm good bro you just don't would you do it again just make sure you don't lean on my hair because it'll hurt my if you pull my hair <laughs> we're just you know working guys come on it's just working it's so good and just in the scene though i was able to like feel how strong he was at that moment of time because he was a bigger dude you know what i'm saying so i'm like oh wow this is kind of fun i get to wrestle with my bro i ain't we don't even we don't, we didn't get a chance. like we barely wrestled play you know play fight we had no time times you know what i'm saying we had no time we was always working and then after that we had to eat and after we was done eating like you would be doing tutoring and you're doing tutoring blah, blah, blah. like the play time was getting on the set you know what I'm saying? The playtime was after you done set, eat, you know what I'm saying? That was the playtime, but you really, like, every once in a blue moon, we, you know, some sometimes we wrestle, sometimes we play uh, basketball, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it was really, I wanted to do a suplex on them, is what I wanted to do. I, that was, <laughs> but I just knew that wasn't going to work, especially since we had to, like, work with, like, stunts and stuff, like, this is, like, a stunt-coordinated acting and everything, so, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that, man. It's just funny, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we have our next few questions are both about like um, what downtime on set was like, or what a normal day on the set would look like, and how a normal day was. <laughs> it looked like boobs like in New Orleans, apparently. A typical shooting day. But so yeah, let's talk about what was like a typical day on set. I remember we walk in the spots we see in massive we got the uh you know the foam that goes behind the insulation the insulation foam and the doors and the, and the, and the walls that's a little some of it's poking out some of it's a little extra you know what I'm saying there's a real industrial elevator we used to go up and down by ourselves sometimes with another person operating this shit you know sometimes you could like get stuck in between floors or just like play around and stay in between floors because it's a manually operated elevator within the building uh, mm-hmm. It was also a regular elevator within the building, so it was like, or like regular, meaning like high tech, the ones that's the ones, yeah, the ones. And then it was like, uh, it was funny because we was just we would be walking around with our little cell phones, ten years old, eleven years old, twelve years old, walking around. Roller, roller razors. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to. Yo yo yo! Wanna... Every almost everybody had that shit. I didn't get that though. I got the. Boot. I have. I. I, I you didn't have no. <laughs> You didn't have a golden razor like you did in the TV show. You have a gold glitter. Oh, so, that, nah, so I, 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 I don't think. I think the one I had for the show, uh, it was. I didn't like that kind of phone. I wanted to get. The, <laughs> it I wasn't bougie get, enough for you. Cause that, see, you know, what it, you know what it was. You know what it was. I like the walkie-talkie on the Boost Mobile joint. I wanted to get. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to turp all of my niggas with the with the Boost Mobile. That's why I'm, that's why they kept marketing. That's why they kept marketing. <laughs> but I remember, I remember, I remember. I just remember. All I'm that. fucking remember. dead. I'm fucking Listen. dead. <laughs> Listen, man. 
we was chilling. We was having good times. It would be cool because <laughs> sometimes they would have breakfast. They would have breakfast for us, just like any other Saturday. Breakfast, get the food, chill, get the food. You know, say go back to your dressing room, chill in your dressing room, do your homework in your dressing room sometimes, or you know, yeah. just vibe out, not deal with nobody. We had everybody gave us iPads. We had, I mean, not iPads, iPods. It was iPods first. Yeah. The iPod, oh yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? It was like the iPod videos. I and I, and then after the iPod video, I got the iPod Mini. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh no, not the iPod Mini, the iPod Nano. I had both of mm-hmm. them. You know, what well, was another uh, everyday thing? I remember. T- I-, I love Tuffy. Tuffy would pull up more than they show. Tuffy. Tuffy would pull up more yeah, than they show. Sometimes he would. Sometimes he would just be there just to hang out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What we the older the older cats or just to watch the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wonder. Just, I wonder what Tuffy's doing. Yeah, I wonder chilling. what he's up to right now. He's chilling. He's hanging. He's hanging. He's hanging tough. He's doing his thing. But yeah, nah, like that's every day. That's love every day. Chilling every day. My brother, my little brother, could come on set with me sometimes. I was so hyped whenever he could pull up. What? The fact that my family got a chance to get on set too, bro. Like as paid actors. What? I'm so happy, you know, because we trying to get up out this motherfucking hood, bro. I don't think y'all realize how much a, a little nigga from the hood y'all really had on the show. You know what I'm saying? Because of the way that they was also constructing my character. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, if if we had went any further, I know that that aspect of my everyday would have been a little would have would have been an asterisk to the rest of the, the pieces that everyone else was bringing. You know what I'm saying? To to the show, like it just would have been nice to to dive into type shit. Like it's not something yeah. that's not necessarily saying that it's something necessary because it is, but there's always ways to go about expect you know expressing that. But yeah, like I don't really know. I'll be you know, I'll be on them, I'll be doing that. What y'all was asking? I'll be going <laughs> I don't even remember anymore, honestly. I feel like I'm ready to move on. We've got some like more shorter fun questions coming. Short next. questions, yeah. So we're gonna ask you for three favorites, okay? Your favorite episode your favorite song from the series, and then your favorite moment that your character had in the series. So let's start with your favorite episode. So favorite episode, other than Polar Bears, I would say more so like the episode we we, we did with Run, 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 the Tango and the Bastard, Run, 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 That was Alien Clones. Yeah, that was the Alien Clones episode. I love that episode. With and the, the song Alien Clones is also hilarious too. I love, I like the song Alien Clones. But yeah, Alien Clones is one of my favorite episodes. Okay, what about your favorite Naked Brothers <laughs> Band song? This is a big question. I can't even pick one. I think I know what he's gonna say. I might be wrong. Just the face of the heart. My face. Can I just say the dramatics of that song are so on point. And like sometimes I watch the Mystery Girl special just to feel something. And like (laughs) the moment in which Miranda Cosgrove walks in all of a sudden and it's just like, hey guys, when like Nat and Rosalina are like in the middle of the super tense moment and the face in the hall starts playing and then it cuts to commercial. That is my I wish we got moment. more episodes with Miranda. I wish we got more episodes with Miranda. I do too. I think that whole cross, that whole like, you know, 
that would have definitely been like the start of the naked like the the Nickelodeon multiverse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Naked Brothers Band Endgame. <laughs> oh God. Before we go move on, one thing about that song also, like just learning it, hearing it first, I was like, oh shit. Because I'm also a fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm also a fan. I mean, you like, gotta be a fan of your friend's stuff. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. But right. But that's real. That's real. Like, yo, like, yo, that shit is really good. So I'm like. That is my favorite song, like, even to this day of all the songs that Nat has ever written, like, because we like, we've listened to their, we li- we listen to their new stuff, like, that's still my favorite song he's ever written, it's so good, mm-hmm. like, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what you, what you think I was going to pick, Mary? I thought you were going to pick I Don't Want to Go to School. That was also another one, no, but that, no, no, that no, one's no, my... No, no. That was a fail state for me. Like if I if I want to do if I want to pr- pr- present myself as anything, you know what I'm saying? I would start playing that link, and you know what I'm saying that's just that's like my calling card. I was like, oh, when Mary told us how much you practiced the "I don't want to go to school" riff, I like picked up my guitar the other day and figured it out. Yeah, that's yeah, I was just suck. like, let's do it, let's do it. Nah, go do it. My guitar's nah, go do it. I, it's, it's literally it take, so good she said go she, she sent a clip and i was like oh my god how'd you learn that so fast like i wish i could just pick up a bachelor's degree just, like, it's right here yeah yeah, yeah. actually <laughs> let me see if, can i figure it out pretty quick let's see if i can oh oh can you let's all go grab our guitars i've got this guys <laughs> okay wait no i'm doing it now i'm out of tune i'm out of tune wait let me hear yours everything's wrong <laughs> oh yeah Fuck it up. <laughs> I'm out of tool though. Okay, I'm ready. I probably am too. I don't Wait, want to go to school. Go. 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 Go ahead. Yes, Sing it. it's true. I don't want to see a teacher's face again. I don't want to go to school every morning. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I love the Zoom delay. School. 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 I'm fine. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. Everyone hold up your guitar and smile and I'm gonna take a screenshot. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Amazing. This was another question. This is another question. Kids Choice Awards, when you guys played. Tell yeah. us about that. Oh my gosh. Tell us what you remember. Yeah, tell us about the Kids' Choice Awards. First time it was, oh shit, we here. Second time was, oh shit, we playing. <laughs> so it was cool because the first time, you know, that was when we, that's when I ran into Just Jordan at the spot. Oh my to, God, I fucking forgot about him. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> we, ran, we ran into the Jonas Brothers up in there. Oh my uh, God. Oh my God. <laughs> It was just mad, like people Damn. we knew. It was just mad people we knew. It was like, Deranged. like it was just funny. Jordan, it was, it was like, Jonas Brothers, yeah, Gwen Stefani. Like you know, just like random. The range. Like, you know what I'm saying? From what I can remember, it was like you know. I remember the little, the, the 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 younger brother from Jumanji, not 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 Jumanji, the other move. The, 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 I was the, like, you mean Alex girl. Wolf? Alex was in Jumanji. <laughs> What was it? Not, what was it? The, the movie? Not, 
Not not Jumanji, not the new Jumanji, not, not Alex's. I know what you're uh, talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. It's not Jumanji. It's not. It's Are you not talking Jumanji. about Zathura with Josh Zathura, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. My homeboy from the, 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 the other Zathura. board game. Yes, he was in. He was in that. He was at the cho- he was at the Kids Choice Awards. Who else was? Who, who else was there? I think this was a young Miley up in there. It was uh, just seeing people. I think Raven was there. Raven, because you got because you got a chance to go into the big like when you like VIP or whatever, you get to go into the big tent. You could go to that. It was like a big ass tent that had like everything, like a dance floor, food. But listen, man, like the the whole. Just like the whole everything, just like the whole everything, just like being yeah. up in the space, running around, it was a nice experience. You know what I'm saying? It put you in the space of like, you get to, I was there, I, I know my mother, my mother uh, was like, she made sure I was looking fly, had the fedora, the shades, had, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to, was trying to uphold, they, she was trying to make sure she made wardrobe proud back, oh, <laughs> yeah. back on set. So, you know, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. It was just nice. The views, the where we, where we would go, what we was doing, the, the the getting hit with the slime. We got hit with the slime. Uh, not like on camera, I don't think, but I think sometimes like when you was backstage, people was just throwing slime. You know, what I'm saying or like you could sell, you could buy slime, throw it somewhere. It was just funny. And then the second time was a little bit more professional because we had to be on our P's and Q's to the fact that we were performing. Mm-hmm. And so like it was nice to be in a space where we were being curated to actually. Uh, actually you know present ourselves and you know we was playing live of course we was playing live which was interesting because they was adding the the, the backing track of certain aspects of what we was doing to the live performance as well to beef it up yeah. so it was like a mixture of the track versus with us so it was like it made it sound real real crazy like mm-hmm. real and that's and that's a that's a technique that's a technique that i took and used for like my music now you know what i'm saying it's like i learned from them you know, when we had to do shit like for The View or Good Morning America, the same thing, because we was taking that template what that we did for the KCAs and applying it to everywhere else that we was going. So it was it was okay. like a very- that makes more sense. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh shit, this is this is how you're supposed to do live shows. Like, oh shit, this is how you're supposed to do it. And we was, we was used to performing, especially in front of a large crowd, because we have to do it, you know, for the show, like- whether it be, because at first it was scenes, right? Sometimes it's not a live performance. Sometimes it's a scene. So the scene would include people as to which we would do a live performance in that yeah, scene. Yeah, the the, uh, the concert specials, right? That's yeah, kind of similar to what you did for the concert specials. Yeah, yeah, same thing. But this okay. time, these people, these people, these are, these are people that may have never heard our music before. This is a wider mm-hmm. audience. Unless, well, of course, at that moment in time, the album's out. So it's different. And what, like, it's like, yeah, if you were a fan or whatever, or like a supporter, then you would know the music. But I'm saying like some people that will watch the KCAs that did not watch the any one show, but saw all the other people on that, like people that was watching bare only Nickelodeon, but would see Disney stars at the Kids' Choice Awards. You know what I'm saying? Like you you will see the same thing, vice versa. People that would barely, barely watch Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network and just watch Disney and see the KCAs for everybody that's there. You know, so it's like new audiences coming in. And it's like, oh shit, I could do this. This is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, this is nice. That was my what a life. experience. I remember that my, my little brother was with me. 
Every time I was doing something, my little yo, Khalil was right there. You can listen. You can never keep, listen if you know the secret. Luke, the secret Naked Brothers band lore is that Khalil literally was always there. You just never saw him. Either he was in the cut. I was. He was. On I was going to say something. I was going to say something because so you guys did that reunion live stream all together, the whole cast, right? Mm-hmm. One of you guys said Khalil has been seven for thirteen years. One of yes. you guys fucking said that, that and that joke. lives in my brain. <laughs> that's an inside joke. It's a little joke. The, the whole, the whole. Every time Khalil would come on stage, I mean, or just come anywhere, because they, whenever they did see him, he it was like his birthday's in the middle of the year, so they would be shooting, and sometimes when we'd be shooting, Khalil's birthday wouldn't come, and then by the time he comes back, it's like, whoa, you're still the same age. You're still seven. <laughs> you know, it's like a long, we were working all from like October all the way up to April, May, you know what I'm saying? Right before, and like right before his birthday. And then we cut and we and we go on a hiatus. He's like, oh, when's your birthday, Khalil? He's like, oh, it didn't come yet. I'm still seven. What? You're still seven? So the next year, it was like, Khalil, are you still seven? <laughs> Khalil, are you still seven? No, nah, bro, I'm 10 now. Oh, I was just making sure. So now Khalil's 18. Yo, Khalil, I heard you were still seven, bro. What's going on with that, bro? Are you still seven? <laughs> That's what he would do. That's He's what he still seven. Um, seven. Six so. and a half. You're still seven years old. That's how it is. Oh, my God. Well, we're going on three hours here, so. Yeah, Mary's yeah. going to have to do you gotta, a whole lot of heckin' geez, editing. Let's grab this shit I'm Let's gonna... go, y'all. Y'all got enough footage to last a lifetime. I I'm going <laughs> to I just I just want to say thank you. You guys are some of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. What? And I will say that because of the the genuine love that you are. Keep vibrating in love with one another in the space that we walk in. Every time we do what we do, we know we affected somebody. Just as much as I'm able to play. I'm able to look at my hand and realize my guitar's out of tune. I learned this shit. This was a calling call for me to get better at playing the guitar. I'm able to relive the emotion that I felt immediately as I got that shit. And being with y'all as an example is a revitalization of that memory, which forces to, you know, reckon how much impact I made and wanted to have made instead of traversing in a negative space. We we operate within love and light because now we know how much we've done. And all we can do is top that. You're only as good as your last gig. And now back to the rest of Polar Bears. 